My name's Charles Story. I'll be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, so let's get down to business. Today's Thursday, the 21st of December, 2017. Bitcoin is currently trading at $15,622, down 8% in the last 24 hours. Ethereum is currently trading at $801, which is down 2%. Litecoin is currently trading at $305, which is down 5%. And Dash is currently trading at $1,400, which is down nearly 11% today. Today's show is going to have a slightly different format. We're going to have the director of Blockchain Labs of Deloitte, Laurie Kehoe, on the show. So without a moment's doubt, let's get to the interview and hear what he has to say. So on today's show, we've got Laurie Kehoe, the director of Deloitte's Blockchain Lab. Laurie, how's it going? Very well, thank you, Charles. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So just to kick things off, could you give us a quick background to yourself and your role at Deloitte Blockchain Lab? No, my pleasure. So my name is is Laurie. I am a director here in Deloitte Consulting based out of Dublin. Um, I lead our Europe, Middle East and Africa blockchain activities for Deloitte. Um, so there's a team of 25 of us here in, in, in our center of excellence. So that includes technical architects, back-end developers, front-end developers, business analysts, project managers. Um, so we're a fully functioning, I guess, startup within Deloitte, 100% focused on blockchain technology. Uh, perfect. So could you give us a quick overview of what a huge company such as Deloitte is doing in the blockchain space and the potential they see with using the technology? Sure. So look, I, I, this technology we feel is fundamentally going to it's going to disrupt and change the way not only financial services are carried out, but many other um, but many other services across multiple sectors and industries. Um, our initial focus was on financial services in light of, I guess, how payments were going to change on a peer-to-peer basis. Um, but then right the way through to post-trade settlement, to regulatory reporting, and many other areas. Um, and of late, we've been focusing a lot around non-FS sectors, such as supply chain would be a big area, or provenance and authenticity of, of food as it travels from, from Ireland, let's say, to a, to a dinner plate in Shanghai. Um, but ultimately, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help our clients harness the power of the technology so they can reach customers in new ways, create new products, um, and, and create amazing customer experiences. Perfect. And what type of clients are you finding coming through the blockchain lab? Are they existing clients of Deloitte or new clients that are coming to use this technology? Good question. It's a mix. It's definitely a mix. And I think some people are, are um, so look, we'd be, we work with a range of different clients, so a lot of blue chip companies, a lot of big universal global banks, um, a lot of kind of global brands uh, in the kind of FMCG sectors, the case may be, um, in the pharma sector, etc. And even global fashion houses of late. So um, never thought I'd be kind of talking about handbags and technology, but <laughs> hey ho, here we go. Um, <laughs> So I guess it's it totally ranging. Sometimes we've been doing business with clients and perhaps um, there are target clients that we haven't had a, a chance to work with yet, but they want to learn more about what the technology is. And so they've come into us to, to try and understand that, So, which has been really, really exciting. I think also I'd say that some clients are, are being are seeing the technology almost as a defensive play. It's how do we stay relevant? And if we don't look at this technology, you know, are we going to become irrelevant or redundant in a lot of ways? And other companies are being way more aggressive and saying, 
look, we think this is the future and we want to disrupt the current operating model that exists. And therefore, we're going to leverage this technology to help us become the heart of the ecosystem or create a platform off mm. of which all transactions will flow, as the case may be. Wow, perfect. So what type of problems is Deloitte solving at the minute? You mentioned some, some um, you know, to do with the food industry, but is there any other, any other situations that you could shed some light on that you're currently involved in? Sure, sure. So look, um, publicly available information on this. So we worked um, specifically around regulatory reporting as an area that we've been looking at. Yep. Why? Because, look, regulatory reporting is a big pain in the butt for a lot of our financial services clients, if not all of them. Um, so how can we how can we work with them to make it easier and make the burden less onerous, but also simultaneously providing data in a much more, I guess, fast paced way or a faster paced way to the regulator. So our vision is quite simple on the regulatory reporting front. How do we create this kind of system or plumbing, which as transactions are, are executed, that information is shared with the stock exchange, with the regulator and which with a tax authority almost instantly. And so in that world, as transactions immediately flow to those entities, then you don't need to do reporting anymore because they get all the data as it happens. So that's kind of one area we're looking at. And so we've looked at it specifically around MIFID two regulation, liquidity coverage ratio, money market investment funds. And that's kind of one area. Another area is around KYC. How do we make KYC easier, not only for the investor investing in funds, um, but also for the financial institutions? So they spend a lot of time doing KYC for the same in for the same customers over and over again, um, and then it's a terrible experience for customers or investors because they have to submit their utility bill and passport to lots of different institutions. And the simple problem we're trying to solve there is why can't you submit the documents once? Somebody validates you and that Laurie is who he says he is, and that validation is simply shared amongst the participants. Therefore. Reducing the work on the on the financial service institution side, but also improving and the speed at which I can buy the funds I want to buy into. So that's probably another area we're looking at. I think we're also looking at another interesting area around, um, we mentioned supply chain. So how can we really categorically prove that a product was made in a certain way um, with certain goods in a certain part of the world? And, and then another really kind of I guess a good example is a company that we've gone live with. So it's a Norwegian certification company called DNBGL. And these, this is one of the biggest certification companies in the world. And they certify that business processes are carried out in a certain way. And in the past, they would have provided you with a paper certificate. So kind of typical digital evolution, I would call it. So then they moved into a digital world. And that yet you got, you got a kind of digital certificate. But if they are, they're a trust provider. They're the kind of they're the entity that says yes, this this business is following certain processes and procedures. So they're in the business of trust, and therefore they they need to work with a technology which is the trust machine, which blockchain is also known as. So for them, it was a perfect fit, and we've helped them go live with the technology. They're using it right now, and we're supporting them out of Dublin on this. Perfect. So. Would you be so kind to shed some light on what you're currently doing in the insurance industry as well? Because I've been reading a lot about this. So it'd be great if you could, if you could kind of uh, give us a glimpse of what you're currently looking at. Sure. And I think the insurance is an, is an industry, uh, industry which I think there's a whole pilot change going on. Um, as an industry, um, I think there is a, a huge opportunity to move into, I, I, I'd argue, the kind of the digital uh, the digital age. So, and I think where blockchain technology and the use of smart contracts specifically, so smart contracts are those self-executing contracts when certain criteria are met. I mm -hmm. think there's a real advantage that can be used here when it comes to insurance. And this is on a range of things. 
But let's say we just talk about claims. So effectively, you want to make a claim. Um, a certain event happen, happened. You want to make a claim. A payment is automatically made, made. So you don't have to fill out any forms. You get the money directly to your bank account. And a really good and easy way to think about this is travel insurance. So let's say you spend £100 in your travel insurance. Your flight's delayed more than five hours. Typically, what companies will make you do is they'll make you go online, fill out a form, and then you get paid out or some of your money minus the excess okay but so that's kind of a you've had a bad experience because your holiday you um you're sorry you've got a bad experience because your flight's delayed you've then paid for a product as the case may be and then they make you do homework that's kind of a bad experience on top of a bad experience on top of a bad experience which is kind of <laughs> it's not very cool it's not really acceptable anymore right so, definitely not so, cool <laughs> no no so they're kind of making you do homework right so how do we use technology to automate that and would you be willing to pay more money for a product that is automated so that that kind of one second past the five hours um, you actually get the money directly into your bank account so there's there's a really kind of cool product which technology is, is producing um, in the insurance sector so that for me is is a no-brainer and if, 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 if I can understand it and you understand it and my mom understands it then these are the kind of products which are gonna sell and they're gonna work and in the future People will just won't believe the things that um, certainly probably my, more my generation actually did in order to make claims that they made us kind of fill out paper forms and post them back. Um, they, those days are quickly coming to an end. I hear you there, and they need to come to an end, right? So it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> um, just really quickly, in the blockchain space, one of the bigger issues is scalability. I believe once this has been successfully handled, mass adoption will be able to occur. What is Deloitte Blockchain Lab's view on this and how are you guys tackling it? Yeah, okay. Look, so I think 12 months ago or 18 months ago, I would have really struggled to answer this question, okay? Um, because the tech was still and is still growing and evolving. But over the last kind of 12 and 18 months, and what we've seen are a number of applications that sit on top of the Bitcoin blockchain or the Ethereum blockchain for that matter. So whether it's the Raiden network or the Lightning network, what they're actually able to do. So at the moment, the Bitcoin blockchain can process between 7 and 10 transactions a second, which is pretty terrible. Visa and MasterCard in comparison can flex from 20,000 transactions a second right the way up to 50,000. Yeah. So they're doing a pretty good job at the moment. So for a new technology to come out and then process only 10 transactions a second, that's not really making progress. That's going backwards. So what we've seen over the last while are applications that are built on top of those blockchains that are actually now processing hundreds of thousands of transactions a second. And a very strong data point on this is an, uh, an article that came out last week or a press release that the Australian Stock Exchange is going to be moving to a blockchain-based technology solution in 2018. So, uh, you know, when we get into the world of equities, we're not talking about uh, illiquid assets being traded, you know, on, a, uh, on an infrequent basis. We're talking high volume trading activity and therefore you need cutting edge technology to help facilitate that and for them to make a statement that they're using blockchain technology really shows that the technology is maturing and is scaling and it's only getting better perfect so as blockchain technology matures we're seeing a lot of movement over to proof of stake consensus do you think this will help blockchain to become more efficient yeah and look i think this is probably necessary like the proof of work is Certainly, from a power power perspective, it, it's highly inefficient and concerning. Um, I think the um, the World Economic Forum have a, a great kind of po um, have a great section on Facebook. If you start to like some of their uh, their links, and they talk about this all the time, that how incredibly inefficient and power hungry uh, the proof of work mechanism is. 
like my, my thoughts are kind of mixed on this. A, the proof of work is, is it's genius. Okay, it is utterly genius in many ways. However, the proof of stake model is certainly more environmentally friendly, and I, I think is the future. Uh, and I know the uh, Enterprise Ethereum Alliance and the Ethereum Foundation. Um, so Joe Lubin and Vitalik uh, Buterin are looking at this, and I think the the proof of stake will become the the consensus mechanism of choice. Um, and we're going to see a lot more news on that in 2018. Absolutely. In the future, Laurie, obviously you're working with a lot of clients at the minute. Do you see companies using an element of the blockchain in their day-to-day business? And I'm not talking about one company in particular. I'm talking about the whole, you know, the whole way business is conducted these days. Do you think in the future everyone will be using a piece of this technology? I do, right? Genuinely, I do. Um, and I think what we're beginning to see more of, I think, so 2015 was the year of the hype around the technology. 2016 mm-hmm. was the year of the prototype. 2017 was the year of the pilot, to which we've seen a whole number. Uh, and maybe some kind of ins- uh, instances of production and DNVGL we mentioned. And I think in 2018, we're going to see way more instances where companies are using the tech for real. Because like, effectively, and companies making announcements that they're doing experiments, that was, that was kind of interesting a few years ago, but it, it's quickly becoming boring, uh, if not already boring. So it's all about now how businesses are using the technology and are deriving business benefit and value from it. Otherwise, what's the point in using it? That's the key thing. Why would you do something if it's not making you money or saving you money? And that's the way businesses act. So I think in 2018, a lot of people have been working very quietly away on creating solutions and platforms, and we're going to start to see them. Uh, we're going to start to see them come out over the course of 2018. So whether that's in the post-trade equity settlement area, whether that is in the regulatory reporting area, whether that is in the supply chain area, as the case may be. Um, my future vision is that, you know what, society, governments um, will be using the technology and uh, our, our society will be, will be blockchain enabled and facilitated. But the good thing about it is, as consumers, like, we don't care how the tech works. We just want it to enable us to, to interact with people and create better experiences. That's what it's all about. Because ultimately, when you boil it, boil it all down, the technology is an enabler for us to do things in new ways, for us to exchange value on a peer-to-peer basis. And, and that's what the, the technology unlocks like no other technology that's been there before. I love it. I love it. Well, you heard it from the man himself. And Laurie, really quickly, what, what's it like being based in Dublin with the huge upcha- uptake in the blockchain space we've been seeing this year so far? It is. It's really exciting. And to be honest, I think we're only starting. I think there's going to be some really interesting announcements in 2018 about other businesses coming into Ireland uh, in the blockchain space. Um, and I think there, there, there is a strong ecosystem here. So we obviously have the Deloitte Blockchain Center of Excellence here, which is great. Um, City are working very actively over here in the blockchain space. So are Fidelity. Um, so are, who else do we have? BNP Paribas. Um, so a number of other entities. And it, it, I think we're only scratching the surfaces of where this is going to go. Um, so our team started with one. It was literally me, and now I have, <laughs> I, I now have twenty four friends on my team, which is great. And our goal is to grow up to fifty people, um, certainly, hopefully by mid of next year. Um, and we're just one business here in the ecosystem. So it's, I think it's a, it's a really exciting time um, to be in Dublin and working in this area. Perfect. Well, listen, thank you so much for making it on the show today. Um, We look forward to having you again and getting an update of what Deloitte's working on. Obviously, working on some exciting projects. We look forward to hearing more about that in the not-so-distant future. Have a great day, and we'll be speaking soon. Likewise. Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye.
I want to say a big thanks once again to Laurie Kehoe to, for making it on the show today and telling us what the inside track is at Deloitte Blockchain Labs. Thank you once again. That's a wrap. I've got a bounce. Have a great day and we'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on cstory at svkcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.